Welcome to 5.0, Fivefold and Beyond with Matt and Amy. In the 5.0 podcast, we're going to peel back the layers of the Ephesians 4 model, revealing a thriving church, ministry, or organization. This will help leaders to identify, work together, and implement or raise up the believers who want to move in their calling. We also offer seminars, conferences, and strategic advising to pastors and leaders. We'll sit down with you and help you to learn how to have a fivefold influenced church or organization. Um, also, how to identify and integrate people with fivefold giftings into your teams and into your organization. So, connect with us at ihimtv.com. That's I H I M T V. So get ready to engage as these podcasts will open an understanding, remove confusion of the fivefold, and open your eyes and heart to what you and those around you carry. Welcome to this broadcast. This podcast is going to be an awesome time, I think. I'm hoping you're going to have an awesome time. You're going to be encouraged and you're going to be excited about what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about loneliness. Loneliness in Ministry, leadership in your life, everything that, well, everyone deals with, doesn't it? No matter what we're doing and um, just how to, how to deal with that, not just to cope, how to overcome it, um, recognize it when it's coming and affecting your ministry. Hey, Amy, how you doing? I'm doing good. So this um, is called When Loneliness Knocks at Your Door. Okay. I want to hmm. read a passage in First Kings because the prophet Elijah dealt with this. Um, it, it really hit him hard after a time in his life where he um, slew a bunch of prophets of Baal. You know the story. Um, the fire came out of heaven, consumed his yep. drenched sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a time of power and God's glory revealed. And yet the man of God comes out of this. Um, he's being pursued. Uh, by Jezebel, he goes into the wilderness mm-hmm. and finds himself in a very lonely place. Yeah, And I'm going to start reading it in chapter 19. It kind of covers that story in, in 1 Kings 18 and 19. But I'm going to start in chapter 19. And he gets to a place and and God speaks to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? And verse 14 says, Elijah said, I've been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. The sons of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars and killed your prophets with the swords. And I alone am left and they seek my life to take it away. So here he is just having done great things. And yet he feels um, yep. like it's it's a thankless job. Nobody appreciates what he's done. In fact, they're, they're trying to get rid of him. And he feels like he's the only one left who's on the right track. Mm-hmm. Um, so God gives him some instructions at this point, um, tells him to go um, and anoint a couple of kings. I'm going to skip down to verse um, verse 16. He said, and Elisha, the son of Shaphat, you will anoint him as prophet in your place. So as the next prophet. And then he says in verse 18, yeah, I will leave 7,000 in Israel, Mm. all the knees that have not bowed to Baal and every mouth that has not kissed him. So God is saying here, there are 7,000 others, 7,000 who have not bowed to Baal, who have not um, um, given up the way. So he goes and he's obedient to what God says. He goes and finds this man, Elisha, 
to mentor him as a prophet. And at the end of verse 21, I like what it says. It says, then Elisha arose and followed Elijah and ministered to him. So we've got some good keys in there that we want to talk about. Yeah. How many of you have noticed those of you that are um, have operated in ministry in some form, shape or fashion and very powerful move? You had great meetings. Um, Spirit of the Lord was great. Or you were in a place talking to somebody and God used you and your gifts very strongly. And there was a strong sense of the anointing on your life. And then afterwards, when you get home, sometimes then all of a sudden it's almost like you're left with yourself and that lifts a little bit. And as it lifts, sometimes you start feeling lonely for some reason. Have you ever faced anything, anyone out there like that? Have you faced that? It's true. I, I think, you know, you feel like you've the the crowd of people, you know, while you're there. But sometimes in all the busyness that we do or in the ministry that we do, it, it, busyness does not equate, even though you're touching people constantly, does not necessarily equate um, companionship. Mm-hmm. So then basically busyness can't mask loneliness. It can. By staying busy, it tries to mask it. But what happens is whatever you're doing is getting empty and filled or filled with the loneliness from your place of loneliness. Right. Um, yeah. Like and then the enemy takes advantage, starts telling you lies and stuff, you know, or or you're you're going somewhere and all of a sudden this little thing that shouldn't even get you gets to you because it creates a loneliness. And then you feel like oh, you're all by yourself. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Um, is it worth it? And we've all been there and we all go through those times. Yeah. Like I, I meet other people's needs. I'm always there for them. They can call me any time of day or, you know, as a, as a leader, all that kind of stuff. But yet you feel like nobody's speaking into my life. Nobody's strengthening me. And you do feel alone. And I think the first thing, and, and I know this is an obvious one. You're going to shake your head probably when I say it. But mm-hmm. in Hebrews 13, 5, the end of that verse, it's Jesus gives a promise. He says, I will never leave, leave you, you or forsake, nor forsake you. you. And so it's it's an obvious that I may be alone, but I am never forsaken. You know, it reminds me of that verse when Paul was talking about, you know, I'm pressed, but not crushed, you know, persecuted, but not abandoned. Well, I may feel alone, but I am not really. And I'm never forsaken by God. So then there's this aspect then of between you and the Lord that we're not alone. We're going to do what God called us to do, but we also have to be connected to one another Mm. and we need that. So... We're not talking about an addressing here. I'm going to go do my own thing no matter what. Or how some leader, I'm always going to be alone. And that's just the way that it is. It shows I'm spiritual. And then on the other end, you have, well, if you're a great leader, you attract everybody around you. Yeah, but they're there to draw from different reasons. That doesn't necessarily mean they're depositing. So in this loneliness that we're talking about in ministry or in the fivefold that we're talking about or wherever you're putting your hand to, you're going to face these times of loneliness. And what do you do when you start feeling that way? It's not a sin to feel that way, but you don't want to stay in it and get stuck because then what happens, your your outflow just begins to get um, filtered and begins to get narrowed and you're not as effective as you should be. And the enemy can use it and you play self-pity games and those type of things, right? Right. So God wants to also shift our perspective. Like he he spoke to Elijah, he said, there are 7,000 others who haven't bowed their knee to Baal. So you're not the only one 
there are others, <clears throat> excuse me, there are others um, out there, but how do we connect with them? But even when we just know that I'm not the only one, even Paul addressed this when he said, you're not the only one who's gone through this trial. It's common to man. So recognizing that other people go through this, other people face this type of thing, even facing loneliness helps us to understand that if we don't get caught up in that mm-hmm. victim mindset of I'm the only one. Right. And because uh, then that brings us to our personality. So you have people that are introvert Mm -hmm. and you have people that are extrovert. I'm an extrovert. I like people. I like being around people. Right. And so what happens when you're not or when you're only around people in the context of giving, but not not that companionship or like mindedness. Right. And because this isn't my first rodeo, I've been in this for a while. um, Giving out, it only fills part of the need, if we should use that word, the need of being used and, and God just having his way through your life. And so giving out, that's good. And I'm giving a piece of myself and whatever I'm delivering to those around us is filled with Jesus, but it's a piece of me. And there comes a time that you're going to need refresh. So in the other side of the coin is that I am looking for people that put into me. And typically well, they have to have something. It's just not somebody that can care about me like, oh, I care for you as a parishioner or someone that I just care for you and you, uh, I want to be there for you. And those are awesome and wonderful things to have. But there's something else about a covenant relationship that just speaks into you from their similar experience or similar ministry Um experience, things like that, you know, or we're on the same thought page or spirit page, faith page. So as an speak the same language, what, what happens when you don't have that? Well, then it's, then it's, then it's just easy to be distracted and kind of, um, for me, it's easy to get listless, like kind of drift around a little bit. And then you realize, well, hold on, I need to get the sales back up and get going here. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I and I'm the opposite. I'm more of an introvert. Mm-hmm. And I I find that I can go days without seeing people. Mm-hmm. And and I'm happy. I feel refreshed. But there are times though where um I don't get refreshed because I do get lonely at times. And so you get to that point as an introvert and what happens with me is that I tend to um close myself off more. And my world becomes very small. Right. And it becomes more difficult for me to make the effort to connect with people. At that point. Right. So if I allow it to go too far, then I have a a harder time trying to connect. Whereas if I keep that routine, that connecting with people, then um, I, I get into a flow of that. Well, there's a balance there, isn't it? Because the extrovert at the same time, or the people person at the same time, can get a false sense of companionship in that ter- broad terminology by just being with people. But the thing is, you can be in the middle of a crowd and be lonely, even an extro- mm-hmm. extrovert. You can be, you're not, I'm talking about true connection, true contact that sp- Uh, spurs your spirit. It ignites your spirit. That stuff is rare. But when you find that, boy, that is like the most fulfilling, satisfying thing ever. And it breaks um, those feelings of loneliness when it comes. So being a lonely person is different than experiencing loneliness. A lonely person. Or alone. Or alone. What? Yeah. Being alone is different from lonely. Okay. 
So you can be by your you can be by yourself that you're talking about. But I'm talking about like a lonely type person is they're always not giving a let's we'll get there in a second. But, you know, they're li- lonely all the time and um, it just becomes a cage for them. Mm. Right. Where loneliness can come. And it comes in waves and hits you in certain times, either when you're real strong, like Elijah, and all of a sudden you're weak because you're mm-hmm. you gave out so much or a vulnerable moment and you have those. And then you have. Well, if you're alone, alone all the time, you're lonely, too. Mm-hmm. Right. So I guess you got that wide spectrum of what's going on there. So, I, you know, so what is the antidote for that? What is some of the stuff that we can work on on how to how to deal with loneliness or break it? Well, we talked about first shifting our perspective. Right. Because see here, this is a wrong perspective that people have, too. You've got and we talk to people like this a lot as, you know, they'll come to us and they'll say, mm-hmm. you know, no one reaches out to me at church. I had a surgery and no one sent me a card. No one comes to visit me. Nobody um you know, nobody's there for me and they feel like they're all alone. Everybody else has got their groups, so I just don't fit in. And they they get trapped in this nobody cares about me mindset. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, maybe people aren't always doing a really good job of reaching out. So what do I need to do? Well, I know that the Bible tells me I reap what I sow. So my my first response, well, and our first response to those people who talk to us is, well, what are you doing to reach out? Take the initiative. So mm. reaching out. And as you reach out, then it, it breaks that self-pity. Yeah, because you're not going to feel like wanting to reach out when you're lonely, because that's what isolation or seclusion does. It's a mental thing first, right? And emotional and mental. Yeah. And so the last thing you want to do is go do that. But yet that's the very answer to start something, get the ball rolling, start something moving to come out of that loneliness. And when we reach out, it's not just reaching out to anyone. No, no. Because even with Elijah... God was very specific. Mm -hmm. And he said, there's a man, Mm -hmm. you know, the son of uh, whoever, I don't have that pulled up in front of me anymore, but it's, it's Elisha. So go find him. And when Elijah specifically connected with Elisha, I had read there at the end of verse 21, that Elisha ministered to him. So God connected Elijah with a young man that was going to bring life and strength to him. Bring that encouragement. Right. right. So you saw mindful encouragement, not just encouraging for the sake of just doing it and because filled with pity, but mindful, very mindful. We got to be mindful. We got to be deliberate in the type of encouragement that we give. And that, that's often uh, leaders out there, people out there. You need to, we need to be seeking the Lord about who do I need to reach out this week? Maybe just one other ministry this week. You know, everybody looks like they have a sign of success around their neck and they're all doing their thing. And yet they could be facing loneliness. Mm -hmm. They could be questioning the very things that they're doing. Uh, God is using them. They're impacting, touching people. People are experiencing miracles around them. Uh, They need prayer. But if you're in a relationship of acquaintance or friendship, even just just, hey, I'm thinking about you. Just hear their voice. Um, Texting's good. Only go so far. But hearing the voice and uh, or seeing someone is even better. 
but that's not always over the miles, but that just does a great um, lifting of the spirit. I know sometimes when I talk to those that are close to me, whether it's a confidant or family or uh, ministry friends, even when I can see them on Zoom or some other video platform, because they're miles and miles away, even that just lifts and encourages and, mm-hmm. and kind of breaks that that wave of loneliness that you might be feeling at the moment. Because I don't want loneliness, even though we feel it, I don't want it to become something that is um, permanent in my life. So I do something about it. Right. And that can be, you know, like in Elijah's case, like mentoring someone. Yeah. Finding someone That's to pour yourself one. into. Mentor Re- someone. Reproduce, reproduce yourself. yourself. And, and as you, you pour into someone else in this way, but someone who's, uh, you know, a mentoring relationship should be with someone who is eager and hungry for that. Who's ready, like Elisha, to, to burn up his oxen and leave everything behind and pursue the call of God on their lives. Because when we have that kind of person, it becomes a two-way relationship. Of, Correct. A father and son, essentially. Yes. And there's life in that. There's life. Versus just pouring out to people who take, take, take. To the masses. And Keep don't, feeding uh, them. don't give. And Jesus found that, too. I really believe he did. You know, he ministered to... The, the multitudes of people, the ones yeah. who were there hungry for the miracles and the healings that yep. he was doing. But then, you know, he took those times to set aside with his disciples, the ones who really wanted to hear his heart, the ones who he was reproducing himself. And they weren't just there for the miracles. Right. They had given up um, their lifestyle, their livelihood, uh, different things to follow Jesus. Because they wanted to be there. And then there's the times that, of course, you have to go to the Heavenly Father. And he Mm -hmm. drew himself apart even from the disciples and spent time with the Heavenly Father. And he was able to um, draw on that inner strength. So that's the same thing that we must do. So that's another one is go to the Lord and talk to him and have a heart to heart. Not complaining and um, begging. Just tell him how much you love him and just start talking to him. Another one that we see in the book of Psalms, any of those Psalms, some of them as they're in a miserable mood or they're facing loneliness, um, they begin to praise. Oh, yeah. They're, they begin to declare great things to the Lord. They begin to open up and start sharing about the wondrous things of the Lord, even though they might have been betrayed, lonely, feeling like the enemy's against them everywhere they're turned. But when you turn it towards praise, it gets it off of ourself. And when that happens, it's like the spirit of the Lord begins to fill and put something within us that changes the way that whole loneliness factor that's trying to grip me. Because loneliness is icy cold. The spirit of the Lord is warm and fiery and it just gets down into your spirit and starts warming your belly, if we want to use that phrase. Mm-hmm. And uh, your spirit begins to lift and you come up out of that. Because we're not going to give room to the enemy to play no. mind games. And get offended or a pity party. And we're not going to allow the enemy to, to, to do that. No way. It, exactly. Because he will. He'll get in there and he'll mm-hmm. turn and twist everything that everyone says or doesn't do. Maybe they didn't see you and wave as they drove past you. Um, and all of a sudden, that's rejection. They don't care about me. I'm alone. Well, maybe they literally didn't see us. But the enemy gets in there and he plays on that loneliness. So definitely. And I think a big part of this is um, recognizing the need for self-care. And, you know, always, um, Matt, you always say, like, you can't give what you don't have. Right. And as leaders and fivefold ministers, we pour out, we pour out, we pour out. But if you're coming from a place of emptiness, then what you're giving is not full. 
Mm-hmm. You're giving emptiness to right. the people. Right. And so we've got to fill that. So it's taking care it's, of our e-tank, you know, getting that filled up, having those relationships and sometimes just getting rest. Because when you get tired, when we get overtired, oh, yeah. we get burned oh, out because oh, yeah. we're doing too much. Um, it's easier because we're at those weak moments like Elijah was for the enemy to get in there to play on that. Correct. So it's, it's definitely refreshing ourselves, getting ourselves healed up. Take a sabbatical if you need that or just a weekend away um, with your spouse, you know. So another thing, because we know that, you know, many pastors and leaders out there as well, um, they have connections, but they doesn't necessarily. Um, are, are they not dealing with loneliness. They are lonely and they feel like they're alone. So they can have connections and networks and all this. But if there's not that relational value that is there, then they deal with that a lot. And it doesn't matter what size of church you have. And it doesn't matter what you think you are and who you are. There's many by themselves every day struggling to get up and just go do and then put on their happy face and do it. But inside they're they're yearning, longing for something deeper to happen. And so uh, it, maybe this podcast is a lifeline to someone today. Hmm. Maybe this, maybe you're finding yourself in that place today. And let me tell you something. Don't hide, come out. And one of the proactive ways is invest into a relationship that will also give into you. So there's this um, reciprocation. Yeah. Going on. And it's not just a one way street. You know, some people, they, they, they get a hold of me and, uh, they're only calling me thinking about you. And then the next line, yeah, they were thinking about me because they wanted something. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ministries, um, all kinds of things. You, You think about me when, when you want me to open a door or do whatever, whatever, whatever. But then there's the others that just will contact and just, Hey, how are you doing? And we talk life and you leave that place. Both of us totally encouraged and built up in the Lord. And, and have, you know, yeah, bye bye loneliness. You're not coming right. near us. Right. We have so. some amazing connections, even in yeah. the last a couple of weeks who have just reached out to us and, and just said, hey, I want to bless you. And it's like, man, I needed that really bad right then. And it's just really cool because we do have those people in our lives. And, and don't take those people for granted. Take the time to invest in those people and then take the time to invest in yourself so you can become that person who reaches out, not just for what you can get from someone, but for how you can bless them. To what you can deposit. And it's like fishing. Yeah. It's like fishing. You're going to find some of your people that you, and I'm sure people probably fished with me and I didn't, re, you know, reciprocate back maybe. And they go, you know, we didn't connect in no time or whatever. And I'm not saying we're perfect. I'm just saying that when you're in that place, it's almost like fishing and if that person is in that place at that moment, they'll respond, not because you're needy, but they'll just respond in a relational level and it will begin to fill the void there. And other times, sometimes you're connecting with someone and they're so busy and they just at that moment, it's not that they're a bad person. It doesn't mean that they can't do it the next round, the next time around is at that moment. They can't do that or because we're the same place. Mm-hmm. We all are in that same place. Someone might reach out and we're just not in that place right there. You know what I mean? Right. To make the connection. And we either missed it. We got blinders on. It just didn't impact yeah. or whatever. So I believe that the spirit of the Lord can lead you to reach out, be mindful, encourage others, contact, invest, praise, reach out, mentor, 
These God-ordained connections are there for you. Don't stay alone. Don't let loneliness come because it's like wolves and it just keeps circling and circling and getting tighter in your life. So that's yeah. my thoughts for today on this broadcast, on this podcast. And we'd like to pray with you um, yep, because always. again, I know this is a very real struggle. Real. And so God, on all levels. I just thank you for your amazing people mm. out there. I pray that you would show them today Shapa that they are not alone. They are not yeah. the only one on this path of trying Lokun to see your kingdom come and your will be done on mm. this earth. God, they are hardworking. Mm-hmm. They are amazing. But God, they feel alone. And so I pray that you would uh send them connections. I pray that you would empower them from within to be able to reach out Mm -hmm. to those that you're calling them to reach out to. I pray that you would change their perspective so that they don't um, see themselves as alone. And so the enemy can't get in there and play mind games with them. We rebuke the enemy and we just speak your peace and your strength, God. They are not forsaken. You are not forsaken today. And so God, just fill them and guide them to your ordained connections for their life. Thank you, God. Yes. Amen. Amen. Guys, thank you for listening today. Be blessed. Live beyond. And go today and make some connections. Let your treasure come out and you also receive treasure into your storehouse. 